What's up, everybody? This is Mind Your Money with Miss Be Helpful, a show that highlights people and stories that will inspire you to get your money right. And speaking about people with inspiring stories, today I'm so excited because I'm talking to Jamila, who's the host of Journey to Launch podcast. Jamila, what's up, girl? Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. Like, for those of you who don't know Jamila, if you don't know about Journey to Launch podcast, I'm going to let her intro herself real quick. But all I can say right now is that everything she posts, I co-sign. Like, I've learned so much from her, just from, honestly, just from her personal stuff that she posts on social media. Before we started recording, I was just telling her that I found out about um, Arlen Hamilton's backstage uh, tour event that sadly got canceled, but I found out about it through her. And um, yeah, like I'm always just checking up on her her content, her feed, because she's dope. So Jamila, for those of the, of the people that are listening or watching who don't know you, give them a little intro to uh, who you are and a little bit about your background. So I'm Jamila Souffrant of Journey to Launch, the platform, the podcast, where I help people launch the financial freedom and independence. And I'm all about just like making personal finance accessible and relatable and really giving people hope and tools to help them do that. And so I'm just excited to be here. I love that. I love that. The hope is definitely something I can relate to because I feel like stories and people give other people a source of hope and inspiration, which is why I wanted to do this show. But I feel like yours is uh, it's just like that extra oomph that people need because you share tools as well, which I feel like that like you can you can get all the inspiration you need. But at the end of the day, you have to start somewhere. And without the tools that you need, it's, it's really hard. So um, I've learned so much from listening to your podcast. I have I'm like four or maybe five episodes behind. The last one I listened to was when you interviewed Dr. Pamela Jolly, which was such yes. a good, oh my goodness. That woman is like a, I felt like she was preaching in my, like I would have the headphones and I was like, preach. Like I was, she was such a motivational woman. Like just her, the way she speaks, her voice is so, oh my goodness, it moves you. And I just, I, I love that episode. It was a little bit over an hour long, but you guys, it was so worth it. Like that is such a good episode. And I got to go back and check the last yeah. the last couple ones out. You just released one with a bunch of other podcasters, right? Oh, yeah. So I just, the one I released on April 1st for Financial Literacy Month um, was I decided just to get some non-money nerds on the podcast. You know, like, because sometimes what happens is like, it's kind of like an echo chamber a little bit. Sometimes if you hear the same people over and over. So I enlisted some of my podcast friends that also have um, cool podcasts, different subjects, where we could just talk about money. Love that. Like, let's just talk about money, how we were raised with money, how that's impacted what we do now. And let's talk about our insecurities, that's all the amazing. things, which hopefully can help normalize the conversation. For people. That's so, beautiful yeah, really because good. I feel like that's like everybody who, who sees that and who hears that, like how, that is such a model. Like this is what we should be doing when we're out hanging out with our girlfriends and we're at brunch talking about boys and talking about movies and talking about a, tri a trip and everything. Let's make money part of that girl chat. Let's make money part of that conversation. So I just, anyway, I love that. I haven't listened, but I am listening to it real soon. It's on my list. I got to catch like your last three or four recent posts. But um, all right, I want to jump in because I want to get this a uh, little bit of, of juicy questions at you because I, I think one of the things people think is when they see influencers and podcasters and video hosts, and, you know, all, all kinds of people in the financial space, they just think that we have our ish together. Like we, like we must know about money. We must just have it together. We're, we're just a different species. And that's not true. Like a lot of us may, you know, I'm sure there's so many mistakes that we've made. You talked a lot about that on your podcast as well, things that you made mistakes with in the past and you learned from it. Um, but I'm sure that there are certain ones that pop up in your mind that you know, like you kind of regret. So is there a, a purchase or maybe a, a time you spent money on something like a service or experience and you spend so much money, like it was so expensive, but it was like ridiculous. And today you wish you could go back and take it back. You really regret it. What would that be? Yeah. So I will say, I know this is annoying when people say they don't regret anything. It's always a lesson. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but 
you know, I'm kind of like that. But I would say this, like back in my 20s, I, I definitely was more into the designer mm-hmm. bags. So I definitely made some purchases of designer bags, um, you know, some Louis Vuitton bags <laughs> that like literally right now are in my closet because I don't know, like I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care right. anymore. But I spent definitely some change on some bags back in my day where it's like if I had, if I could put my mentality back then, I'd be able to probably spend it or invest it in other areas. Now, no shade to anyone who loves bags, but for me, like, I'm just not that person anymore. So I'm just like, you know, maybe I can pass this down to my daughter. Yeah, no, I love, I love that. That's honestly, I've I've noticed that about myself too, like how much we change over time with like the way we prioritize money spending, because I used to care so much about clothes and shoes. Oh, actually, fun fact, me and Jamila went to the same middle school. We both went to Philip Skyler in Bushwick where I grew up. Yes. Funny, I just thought of that because middle school was actually the place for me where that started. Like you had to have Jordans because we had uniforms. So you had to, you had to wear the uniform with the gray skirt, with the white shirt, but you, you could wear whatever shoes you wanted or whatever sneakers so of course it was just like a sneaker competition everybody would come in with tims with you know a jordans and nikes and i always had like pay less no brand sneakers that my mom bought for like 15 dollars or like i had some some case twist sneakers that like were like not popular and that made me feel like whenever i got money i wanted to spend it buying name brand stuff so i definitely relate to that but i am no longer like that i wear like plain stuff i don't really care about name brands anymore. I feel like quality is more important than whatever the name is, label is on it. And honestly, if it's just simple, even if it's, you know, something that's not expensive, it could bring you a lot of happiness and joy. And you could wear it a lot, even if it doesn't have all the whatever yeah. name, name brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how you're like, you just evolve. Like I evolved from that. And again, like, I think it's wonderful. Like if you still find joy, like I love also people who find joy in like putting things together yeah. and getting you know, capsule wardrobe pieces. I think that's dope. Like, yeah, I want to get back to like doing some more of that when that's more of a like priority. But like for me, I'm just like, ah, I'm kind of like just, especially as a mom of three, I'm just like, I'm just trying to get through the day. Like, and <laughs> yes, okay. Not walk out the house with stains. You got right, right. No, no stains on your clothes. It's like that's like the high bar right now, right? <laughs> well, good thing we're not really leaving the house around around now coronavirus because we we're just locked up in the house. I've been in pajamas and t-shirts, and no pants, just walking around the house. I love it. Um, but at least you know from the waist up, I gotta look good for my Zoom calls. But um, I, 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 yeah, I just, I, I just love what you said because I feel like that is so, that is, um, it's so relatable for you to realize that when you start adjusting and shifting your, you know, your money mindset to things that matter more to you, and it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks about it. If you rock with it, if it makes you happy and you can afford it, do you boo? Do it like that. That makes so much sense. Um, okay, so let's talk about the opposite experience. Was there a time where you had you made a purchase and it was so expensive? Maybe other people look into the, your situation and be like, oh, she's wild out of control. Like, I would never spend that much. She's crazy. But you actually stand firm by your purchase because it was worthwhile for you. What would that expensive thing be? Yeah, so for me, um, I bought a luxury car in my 20s, a mm-hmm. BMW Coupe 328 Fi. <laughs> I don't know I what none of that means. Black. I don't have a yeah, driver's license. A- I don't know what none of that means, but girl, I trust it was fabulous. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, listen, it was used, but I paid for it. Hey, cash hey. I, didn't have a, <laughs> I didn't have like a payment. So that was good, but it was like a lot of money, um, mm. you know, at the time. But like, I had just moved into my condo in Dumbo, Brooklyn, okay. and I was feeling myself like, you know, I was just like, I live in the great like little apartment and like I now have a luxury car. This is from driving like a really old car for a long time yeah. in college and after college. 
And honestly, like I did get rid of it when I started to have children because it was a coop and who wants to mess around <laughs> trying to get a baby back in the coop. And, you know, our, our priorities change. Yeah. Um, but that I can't lie. It felt good driving that car. You know, yes. like, <laughs> it felt really good driving it. And it was more of like an ego thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just was one of those things that I definitely I don't regret mm-hmm. that. Like I enjoy now having that luxury car. And so now I drive like a regular kind of more ec- economical yeah. car. And for me, like, I'm kind of, I, I, I did that already. So it's not something I'm like, oh, I need to, you know, get a luxury yeah. car now. If I get that again, fine. But it's not like a goal anymore because I feel like I've experienced yep, yep. it. Been there, done that. You got that, you know, you check that box off. You know what that feels like. That's so funny. That reminds me, I did an episode recently with Nasima from Financially Intentional. And she said the same thing. She said she spent a lot of money on her car, luxury car. I think she has a Tesla. And she said, honestly, people might think I'm yeah. crazy for spending six figures on a car, but it adds so much value to my life. And it makes me feel like I made it. Like I got the car that I want. Listen, you know? if you have the money, like I always say my husband, like he, so he used to have a luxury car, but he used to lease his car. Yeah. And we all both got economical cars. And I know that he wants a luxury car again, like one day. And I would love to be able to be in a position yeah. to like, you know, with those Christmas commercials where that like, uh-huh, big bowl. old bowl like, on it. Yeah. I would, it's kind of ridiculous, but I, I want to be in a position one day to be able to like to surprise yes. him with a nice car. Yes. And, you know, so it's like never say never. And people like Nasima, which, you know, is my yeah. homegirl. Like, and I, I've seen her car in person. It is dope. Yeah. I'm just like, listen. If if I could afford that right now and still reach my goals, right. I'd do it. Right. So do what you do what works right. for you. I love that. Do what works for you. Okay, so let's rewind a little bit back. We talked about how we went to the same middle school and I talked a little bit about what the vibe was like in that environment. But even before that, maybe um think about like childhood experiences or coming up in your family, growing up, being raised um, you know, by Caribbean immigrants, right? Your fa- your, fa- your parents are Caribbean immigrants? Yep. Okay, Jamaicans. So yep. uh, which Jamaicans are heavy in Brooklyn, so that makes a lot of sense. But Jamaicans Trinidadians, Trinidad, look, Trinidadians, Haitians, Dominican, Puerto Ricans, we run Brooklyn in case y'all didn't know. Okay. So, you know, the old Brooklyn, we, we, we still out here, but the old Brooklyn though. Um, but yeah. if you could think back to like growing up with Jamaican immigrant parents and that whole experience, what were some early uh, memories, experiences that you remember? Like either talking about conversations about money or lessons that you learned about money early on? Yeah. So I'd say we never really like, there were no sit down money lessons, but I was really lucky to have um, a grandmother. So my grandmother immigrated here, my mom immigrated here. And then I was like kind of brought up um, a few months yeah. later and they were such hard workers. So I saw that from mm-hmm. early on and I just, and I never was given like a lot, like I had just enough, you know, there was a lot of love, but I was never like spoiled per se, or had like a lot of like, you know, nice things, luxury clothes. Like I had to work for that. So that taught me the value of money really early mm-hmm. on. And also um, what they did do, cause they were big on saving. They didn't know mm-hmm. investing and all that, but saving they were big on cause you just never knew when you needed money. So my mom, I remember that she went with me when I was about five or six to open up my first bank account. That's and uh, that stood, stood with wow. me. And so that kind of saving habit was instilled that wow. kind of <laughs> why I'm the way I am today. Five years old. Imagine. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. Like, I'm and too, you know, what I noticed, too, like, I feel like a lot of immigrant parents that come like Alisa, older generation um, that first came, like the first ones that came to immigrated to this country, Caribbean, Latino, you know, whatever, Indian, Asian. I noticed that they, they go one of two ways generally. I mean, this is very much a generalization, but in my experience, this is what I've seen that they either go all the way to the route of like, we got to save money is so important. Like we have to work for, for we got to open a business because we have opportunities in this country. We're going to open a business. We're going to be, you know, doing real estate and things like that. And then you got this other piece, which is, 
I could speak to it personally because this is how I was raised, which is the immigrants that come to the country and think like, I'm just so glad to be here. They let me in and I'm just going to get my food stamps and I'm going to just take what they give me and be grateful and just thank you, Jesus. And that's it. And like, I noticed that my dad and my mom, like they have so many amazing creative ideas. My dad is a chef. He worked in an Italian restaurant for decades. Do you think this man ever thought he could open a restaurant or thought of opening a restaurant? No. But he was at one point the head chef. He could have owned a, an amazing restaurant with Dominican and Italian fusion in Brooklyn. He never did it. And my mom sews so well. She can make dresses like this. Like, And I learned to sew from her. But she never opened a business, a boutique, a shop, nothing. And so I feel like I'm the first generation that is starting to think like this, like the mindset that we have about generating wealth, not just saving your little money. So I'm, I love that your parents actually kind of already had that mindset, right, about like saving money and growing your money. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting because like the examples you gave, some of that, it's like interesting because it's part like not everyone's meant to be like an entrepreneur or True. have their own business. Right. True. So part of it is like they had those amazing skill sets and maybe they were not they didn't have the capacity to want to even go that route. Right. <laughs> right? right. But um, what they did, maybe with the income that they made, then could have changed things. Because I know, too, like my husband's parents um, are Haitian and they mm -hmm. came here. Um, with nothing like most yep. immigrants and right. you know his father still you know mostly talks Creole and his mom is the one like they 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 ended up buying a house like you know like I feel like my grandmother ended up buying a house like even with like the limited resources that they had like they, wow. were, like, they were just like I just want to own a piece of something and then I think that's why it's up to us like as a next generation who yes. has more resources has more like um, because they were just like trying to put food on the table and survive. Right. And now I don't, you know, nowadays, you know, with the recession and all that coming, it's like it can be like that again. But I think for a lot of us, we're in positions where we're, we have such a head start that they did. That's right. So like we That's should be right. able to do so much more. Yep, I love that. And you know, actually, that makes me think of the conversation you had with um Dr. Pamela Jolly, where she was saying you need to tap into your ancestry. You need to tap into ask your grandparents, ask your parents, what do you have? Do you guys have accounts? Do you have houses? Like because a lot of times we think we have to recreate the will. We have to start from scratch. We got to do all this hustling. And it's like honestly, at least figure out what you already have in place from your family and continue the legacy. And don't you know feel like you have to do everything from scratch. I mean, in my case, I do have to do everything from scratch. My parents ain't got nothing, but at least you know they provide me with love and support and like they were strict with me so that I could have the intelligence to read and learn about personal finance on my own well and I'd like to also frame it to where I think even when you're not given like any head start so you know we talk about like privilege a lot and so right. like I think a lot of I think everyone has a form of privilege of course there's mm -hmm. different levels to it but I think if you're listening to this podcast if you have access to the internet you have privilege you know that's right like it's, you know and I feel like so sometimes like you not getting or seeing or be being given anything is mm -hmm. what fuels your fire today. And mm. you could have been a different person without that, you know, like, right. and so like, I just think it's one of those things where sometimes it's the mentality, it's the lack of that yes. it's, makes you who you are, which is like, you can't, and if you took that back, you might not be who you are, you know, like, right. so appreciate even the things you didn't get because this is yep. it's causing you to realize what you want and what you That's don't want to so be true. yeah and, and it makes you who you are like you can't you're going to change who you are if you change those pieces you got to take the good with the bad everything about you is what makes you unique I, I, I love that and I had a hard journey trying to like love like love all the pieces of myself because I remember when I was in college I was very embarrassed that I was poor but you know I, can't, I came to a point where I was like I am who I am. Like, I just got to wear it as a badge of honor. I can't be afraid to ghetto ghetto sometimes. I'm from Brooklyn. I can't be afraid to speak Spanish sometimes. I'm Latina. I can't be afraid to, you know, to just be my full self. I think I'm starting in my 
30s now to finally be confident with that. Like, I know I love that message. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about your brand. Let's talk about all the things that you're doing. So you have the blog, Journey to Launch, the podcast, Journey to Launch, and Money Launch Club, which actually a friend of mine, Isanet, she messaged me on Instagram. Ah. Was like, She was like, I found out about Journey to, to Launch through you, and now I'm part of the Money Launch Club. Thank you for sharing her. She's amazing. I was like, yes. Oh, my goodness. Do it. Do I it. love Isanet. She's awesome. I love her, too. She's uh, dope. She's such yeah. a dope. First of all, shout out to Isanet. She has a dope uh, company that she created called Woke Foods, which is Dominican vegan cuisine. She is amazing. So check her out at Woke Foods. But anyway, back to Jamila. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so you mean like what like my platform's about, all that? Yes, like, all the pieces and like why you, like what made you decide like, okay, I'm going to take this and I'm going to build it into something, a platform that I can share with others, a blog, a podcast, um, a launch club that people can come and have accountability. Like what was your vision, motivation for all of that? Yeah, so for me, like Journey to Launch first started as just a blog. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to blog my way and show what I'm doing to reach financial independence because I found yeah. out about this thing that I never heard about before where people were saving a lot of money, retiring mm-hmm. early, mm-hmm. quitting their jobs. I'm like, I need to figure out how to do this. So I did start <laughs> That's Journey to like Launch. For me. Yeah. Like, I was like, I need to do this. Uh, so I just started Journey to Launch to blog that. Like, here's my journey wow. to launch to financial independence. And it quickly turned into when I started to post, I like created my Instagram account years ago. And I, you know, I was posting all these like quotes, like I, I didn't even like show my face for a long time because I was just like, ah, like, you know, I, and believe it or not, cause I am very private kind of like, I just like kind of chilling. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what, let me just start sharing a little bit more about me. So started showing my face a bit more, started being yeah. a little more open with the numbers and how much we were saving. Yeah. And once I started doing that, people were just like, like what, how, we need more, which kind of prompted me to, you know, start opening up more, sharing more of the journey, realizing that, wait, like there's people who I can now help on the path. Mm -hmm. And then I started the podcast ultimately because it was taking me forever to write a blog post. I was like, all right, (laughs) it's taking me too long. I love podcasts. So maybe I could do that. And I knew exactly what kind of podcast I wanted, what was missing. Yeah. Because I love podcasts so much. I had a long commute. So I was listening to so many. And that's, that's awesome. why I started the podcast a few years later. And the podcast is really the main source because the yep. blog, like I'm not writing as much anymore because the podcast takes a lot of work, but the podcast is like the main source, the main platform in which I disseminate information every week, yeah. every Wednesday, Journey to Launch. And then I have the social media accounts. And then, you know, there's other other ways that like as a business now, since I'm a full-time mm-hmm. entrepreneur, that yes. I make money or I'm, I'm building out making money. It started for you with real estate, right? You got the real estate in Brooklyn, in Dumbo, which is like, whoo, you got lucky girl. That is prime real estate. Uh, and so then did that kind of like launch you into the FI and like the whole movement of, um, you know, building a lot of wealth? Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that you can be on the journey before you are aware that you're on the journey. Mm. So like, I, I consciously started Journey to Launch way after I bought real estate. I didn't know anything about financial independence. Like yeah. I knew I wanted to, to eventually have a lot of money one day, but right. when I made that purchase, it was literally just, I was following in the footsteps of my grandmother because she had bought something in Fort Greene before it was Fort Greene. Right. And it was a three, it was a, it's a three family. And I remember um, when I came of age in college, like it was worth so much money. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, she, she didn't realize, she didn't even realize what she did. Right. And I started getting interested in real estate. I started seeing some older people around the neighborhood who started talking about that they own multiple properties. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want to do that. And no. so I started looking and I couldn't afford anything <laughs> at the time. That's it was real. Crazy. I can't afford anything I, now. <laughs> no, right. No, I really couldn't afford anything. Like it was crazy back then though. Like I'm like, oh, I wish I could have the money because it's a steal nowadays. Uh, right. Yes. Like, but 
I saw an advertisement for an apartment in Dumbo, which Dumbo wasn't what it is now. So that stands for down under the Manhattan Bridge overpass for people who may not, not from New, New York. York. Right, right, right. Yeah. And it was just like, there was no buildings. It was not the Dumbo that it is today. And it was just like, oh, we have studio apartments starting this high rise from like 300,000. So mm-hmm. I was like, that's the cheapest I've seen for anything. Cause the things I was looking at was like 600 to a million. Yep. And this was someone who was like 21. I was 21 at the time looking. Wow. And I was like, well, even though that's still too much money, like 300,000, that's way better than a million. So I was like, maybe I can try that. So anyway, long story short, <laughs> I ended up buying something in Dumbo. And I'd say like, that's the best decision, like the best thing I've ever done financially. Wow. And it was way before I even started intentionally on this movement, on this path. Yeah. But it's helped me so much. Like, honestly, it's helped me so much because one, my mindset is like completely changed from that. Like I realized like you could literally do anything. And two, it's just like a great now I'm part of my portfolio. Like it's now legacy wealth that I can pass down to my kids. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, it's real estate is a love for for me. So when I did start working full time, I did go into real estate and, you know, I got my master's in real estate. So there's like a big part of like, I think my professional and personal love um that's there that's so awesome. yeah real estate is definitely a big that's part dope of it. so what were you doing when you were 21 and you like how'd you come with the down payment did you have a full-time job or you already yeah. paid for it that's a really good question <laughs> so um you know you needed 10 percent to lock down the that's 30k like, to go into that's contract right well it's 38 Ooh. it was because the apartment was 385 Ooh. so i needed thirty-eight thousand, and to just just to go into contract so the good thing about this was one it was at the time where um because it was pre-construction, I didn't need to come up with the rest until two years later. It would take like wow. two and a half years to build. So that was great. So I was like, all right, I only need 38 now. I would tell you this, and I have no shame in saying this. Like my mom actually gifted me for the first 10%, like um, a good oh, amount so of that nice. money. Like Ooh, she your literally, mom was looking out. And, and when I, Ooh. no, and I think about, you know, because some parents would be like, that's right, 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 right. My dad would be like, so you paying me back plus interest. <laughs> right. But I say this to say one. Um, so she gave me a, like a, a good amount to help secure the first ten percent. I also had savings because I was working as an intern. Yeah. So I had been working through inroads as uh, an intern yep. for a few years, and I was saving. See that saving mindset. I didn't know why I was saving, but I was saving ninety percent mm-hmm. of my checks. So I had some money. Like I had some of that ten percent, but she gave me the rest. And I think about how like she never ended up buying anything for herself, uh-huh. like real estate. Um, and she, again, came here, had me at 19 wow. years old, 20 years old, got pregnant at 19, had me at 20, came Ooh. here with nothing. Yet she was able to give me a little head start in life. And so the other thing that helped, so so that helped me secure the first 10%. But in two years, I needed the additional 10% because you needed Ugh. 20% altogether and closing costs and to pay Ugh. the mortgage. So another great thing that my mom did was while it was being constructed, I lived at home and I was working. Mm. So at that time I started to work in corporate America and my, my, by the time everything happened and it was closed, right. like the apartment closed, I was able to save the additional awesome. money and like move it. So there's so many lessons I feel like for people, because even if you're someone like, maybe you're not in my position today, right? Like you're more like my mom, right? Like you more like don't have it, but the kind of mindset she had, and she was on the podcast too. I, I always forget her episode, but I always tell people to yes. listen to that um, story. So, because it just shows that even as a single mom with nothing, how she was able to put me in the position I am today and how I'm taking that baton 
running that is with awesome. it. Oh my goodness, that makes like my hair stand up because like like for, it's so true for us to think about how we're struggling right now. But mind you, we got the internet, we got Facebook, we got Instagram, we have at our fingertips Twitter, we have LinkedIn. We could find people in real estate, link up with them, connect with them. Like, what did your mom have? She had literally nothing but the dollars that she was saving up and her drive and ambition to make her daughter's life better than what she had. That and like honestly, a lot for a lot of people, that's enough. And they can push for it just with that. So I love that. Oh my goodness. Now I know where you get your grit from and your passion and, and all. Because honestly, you guys, if you have not checked out during your launch, go literally just listen to one episode and you will see that I'm not lying because Jamila takes her her podcast is like her baby. It's like her fourth baby. You got three kids, right? This is your fourth kid. This is your fourth yeah. kid, girl. Because the detail-oriented nature of this woman's podcast, I'm telling you guys, the show notes, the additional links that she provides, the notes that she shares while she's interviewing. I mean, I'm talking about a level of detail where you do not do that unless you love what you're doing. So I mean, I just appreciate you because because of the care and the craft that you put into it. You're just like my hashtag goals. So thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. All right. So <laughs> I have this fun question that I like to ask to wrap up, which is if you could change every single dollar bill that exists in rotation, that is anywhere in the world that is in circulation, and I'm going to wipe off the dollar bills, the face on the dollar bill, which is George Washington. Sorry, I'm going to put your face on it. And then above it, you could put whatever you want, your money message, money mantra, money motto, money, you know, mess, whatever, whatever you want to call it, slogan that everybody who touches money would see. What would your message be? Oh my goodness. I feel like you gave me a heads up that you were going to ask this and I still didn't <laughs> think of anything, but I'm going to come up with something. Let me see. Let me see. <laughs> um, my, I have so many, so, but like that will come to mind. So let me just pick one. It would have to do something with abundance. So mm. it would probably be something of uh, there, there is more than enough. You deserve it all. Oh, there's more than enough. I love that. We always think like, oh, but what if I, what, you know, she already did that. I can't. There's enough for both of y'all to do it. You know, yeah, that's why there's more than enough and you deserve it all. Like, I feel like both of those together because there's so much money out there in the world. I know sometimes like in a position, if you're in it, you don't see it and it's hard to see it. I get it. I totally get that. But I think there's so much out there. Like, there's a reason why the rich keep getting richer. Like, why, you know, like, like the connections and sometimes money is not always like, um, like, dollar bills it's like connections it's your skill set so I just feel like there's so many ways um to think about money and to make money and that we deserve it so the other thing is like don't feel bad about wanting money or having money like you deserve that too I love that so much that reminds me of um again I'm just gonna keep referencing this episode because if anything start with this one it was so good but when you were interviewing Dr. Pamela Jolly she said that she read all these books about billionaires because she wanted to see what they all had in common so she can take notes about what to do like and that's just so true. You see, you know, there's those reasons why the rich get richer because of what they do, the skills that they have, the people that they, the connections that they build. Like we have to do that. We have to emulate that so that we can also grow and get the abundance that's out there for us too. Okay. It's not just for people that were already rich when they were born. Okay. It's for us too. No, you, and you can create that wealth. You can create, just like my mom started with me, just like I'm doing with my kids. You can, you can create that. All right, girl, if anybody wants to find you besides Instagram at Journey to Launch and the Journey to Launch blog, where else can they find you? Reach out to you, hit you up and let you know that you inspired them with your story and your episode today. Oh, thank you so much. So you can um, go to journeytolaunch.com. Wherever you listen to this podcast, you can find my podcast, Journey to Launch. And then I'm on Instagram, Twitter, like you said, at Journey to Launch. And then, you know, just hit me up. I love um, when I hear that people heard me like somewhere else or are just discovering me. And that means you're a journeyer now. So no debates. That means when you are on the journey with me, 
to financial freedom. I love that so much. Thank you so much, Jamila. You are the freaking bomb. I love it. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for having me. 